Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, Coach Jay, and this week, Trudy and I are talking about peace of mind. Just being able to have that peace within yourself to forgive yourself for any failures, any things that aren't under your control, and how just to have that peace. Hey, Coach Jay here. I'd like to mention Simon Says Farms. That's S-Y-M-A-N Says Farms, one of our sponsors. Family-owned farm in Salem, Connecticut that produces a lot of all-natural products. On the farm, they produce goat milk lotions and soaps. They also have a variety of swanky sauce, a honey habanero barbecue sauce and marinade. With everything going on in the world due to the pandemic, let's support some of our local family-owned businesses. Simon Says Farms will ship their products throughout the country. Check out the link in the show description and see their full line of products. SimonSaysFarms.com. That's S-Y-M-A-N SaysFarms.com. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay and I'm here again with Shruti Sadana. And today we're talking about peace of mind and just having your own peace of mind on everything that's going around you, uh, whether you need to forgive yourself or someone else, um, any quote unquote fails that you might have, knowing that nothing is a failure. It just means you haven't hit your goal yet. And uh, Shruti, what's your take on all of this? Yes. So peace of mind. I think that when you put in all the effort that you can and do everything that's in your power, then I think you can have a peace of mind because you don't have regrets then and you're not really, there are certain things you can do that are in your control. And then there are certain things that are out of your control, which obviously you can't do anything about. So when you know that you've put forth the effort or taken the actions, whether it's towards a relationship, whether it's towards a goal, I think you can have that peace of mind knowing that you've done everything you can. What do you think? Yeah, I actually kind of just mentioned that same type of theory to a friend of mine. Uh, She was having a, a rough day and part of it being at work and at work, working in the shop that I'm in, I would get, I don't want to say stressed out, but a little frustrated with situations going on. And, and in the past few years, I realized that I'm doing the best I can with the resources provided to me. So like you said, there's some things you have control of, other things you don't. So the quality of my work, if, if my machines only run at 80% capacity and the raw material given to me is only 80% capacity, the best I could ever do if I'm 100% perfect is 80%. So if I'm looking at that 80% part and I want to make it a hundred percent part, I can't do that because the other two components are less than hundred percent. So you can't make something better than what you're starting with. So I have that peace of mind of knowing I'm doing the best I can with the resources provided to me. And like you said, some things are not under your control. Right. And I also want to ask you, because this is something that I'm sure a lot of people go through. How do you find that peace of mind in that uncomfortable space where you have done everything that you can, whatever the situation is, and then you're just kind of waiting for whether it's the results or you're waiting on someone else, the things that are out of your control. How do you find that peace of mind in that space for yourself? Like I said, as we were discussing our notes before, a lot of it is mindset. And it is, I'd say mindset is a skill. You have to learn mindset. You can't just one day decide, you know what, I'm going to have a positive mindset and go click. I mean, we all talk about the proverbials, flip a switch. 
but it's not something that's that's easy. You have to get to the point where you realize you're doing the best you can with what you have. And if you're given the best effort and you're given the best quality of your effort, whether that's a quality part made in a shop, whether that's a quality performance on stage, whether that's a quality and result in an athletic adventure, anything you do, if you're doing the best you can, then you have that peace of mind and knowing I did the best I can. And kind of like when we talked to Paige and we discussed the difference between winning and success, where she won a tournament, won the next tournament, won the next tournament, broke the course record on the next tournament, but then got beat by one point. You, you have to have the peace of mind of knowing that I was successful. I still did the best I could. Someone just did slightly better than me. And as long as you know that you put in the effort, I mean, if you sit back and you quote unquote fail something and you can say, you know what? I probably didn't do the best I could. At least you have that, that no, you, you know that you didn't do your best and then you can go back on your next time around and then put that effort in to give you that, that peace of mind and knowing I did the best I can. I gave my hundred percent effort. Yeah. And I also think that everything that you just touched on is so true, um, especially putting forth the effort. And I also believe that, you know, living with regret is probably the worst thing, one of the worst things, because you're like, oh, I could have done more. Whereas if you're in a situation, you might be like, oh, like I'm a little scared or I'm embarrassed. I'm going to make a fool out of myself or whatever the reason is. But I think it's better to take that chance and then have that peace of mind instead of going on later being like, oh man, like I wish I had done something in that situation looking back at it versus, you know what? I know that I did everything I could and maybe it didn't work out that way, but I have that peace of mind because I know that I took every action, every effort that I could and the rest was just, it wasn't me. That for, for me personally, I feel like that brings me a peace of mind. Like I've been so scared in the past to, you know, get out of my comfort zone because I'm like oh I'm gonna embarrass myself or what is this person gonna think or what happens if that person doesn't respond whether it's like a work situation or whatever the situation is and now I kind of sit with myself at peace because I'm like you know what I did everything I could and there's nothing else I could have done so now I have that peace of mind because maybe that wasn't meant to be maybe there's something else for my path and that goes for other people too where if it doesn't work out and you put forth the effort try to have the perspective of, okay, well, there's something else that's being, I'm guiding, being guided towards, or there's something else on my path that maybe I haven't seen yet. And keeping that perspective, because it's easy to fall in this negative space sometimes, because you're like, well, this isn't working out, this isn't working out, this sucks, and this sucks, and then blah, 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 blah. So you get into that pattern. So take a step back and, you know, be uh, excited about the unknown too. Well, you touched on communicating with other people and, and how they're going to react to something and, and having the peace of mind on that. And we, we talked about communication and relationships in the last part. And you had mentioned a, a phrase or, or quote uh, back a few podcasts that I had never heard before until a couple of years ago, a friend of mine mentioned it. And that's the the reason, the season, or a lifetime. I mean, someone is in your life. And like I said, I had never heard that until a couple of years ago. And then you made reference to it. And I had a, a friendship that, and unfortunately has run its course. 
And there was one point where, and this other person made a statement that was based on partial facts. And I could have went on and, and gave her the rest of the information, but it was just, all right, it's time to move on. And if you've already made your decision based on the partial facts, I know I didn't do anything wrong in, in the relationship and it's just time to let it go. And I have that, that comfort and that peace of mind of knowing that I didn't do anything to, to warrant the, the fading of the friendship and I can move on and friendships mean a lot to me. So anytime I lose a friend, there is part of me that, that hurts from it, but I also can, and can sit back and say, Hmm, what could I have done? There was really nothing more I could have done. And I, I'm in comfort knowing that, you know, I'm the type of person that'll look at a relationship and say, you know, I had two good years, three good years, five good years, whatever the case may be, and look at the positive time we spent together and then move on and not, not look at just that last split second of the ending and how it ended. Yeah, because it can be painful. And I'm sorry that you, I, I know that you had mentioned that last time too, and I'm really sorry that you lost that friend. And I think that even though, you know, maybe it ran its course for now, you never know if they're going to come back or not. But the point is, is like, it's for your involvement and your growth that to trust that, that even though it's hurtful and painful, it's like, okay, well, that person, I don't want to resist this energy or like, I want to just trust whatever's happening is for the higher good because I think when we let go of the resistance when we want a certain result so bad we're like oh I really want to work it out with this friend or like I don't want to lose them as a friend and then we're kind of it's like a tug of war so when we're like you know what okay this person needs to leave my life right now and it it's happening as it should I feel sure I feel heartbroken about it but you know what I trust this is for my highest good whatever happens, happens. And I think as soon as we let go of that resistance, other people who are more on your, um, on your vibration or whatever you want to call it, start aligning with you. Whereas I think when we resist, we, we hold ourselves back and then we're like, why is nothing happening? Why am I not making new friends? It's, it's almost, what, what's that phrase? It's like a uh, watch pot never boils you know as soon as you stop thinking about something like genuinely stop thinking about it or stop thinking about someone they reach out to you right you're like I wasn't expecting that it's this energetic core that you're like like when you least expect it, it happens because you're you're just trust you're going with the flow of life and the universe you mentioned the the phrase like either evolving or growing I mean, the common thing where I mean, two people might argue in a relationship is you changed. Well, I hope I changed. If we knew each other back in our high school days or our college days or in our younger days and 20 years later, you're the same person. I mean, what's worse, quote unquote, changing or evolving or being the same person? And, and I, I was listening to another podcast that I listen to often, and, and they take a couple questions at the end of them. And someone said, how often do you change your circle? And that was one of our podcasts back where we talked about your circle and the people around you. And they even commented similar to what we did, how your circle constantly, con constantly, <laughs> tripping over my tongue, <laughs> constantly changes. And it's always going to evolve. It's always going to change. And when you're in different parts of your life and as things go different in your life, you're going to need different support around you. I and mean, back when you were maybe that partier I and mean, in your younger days, and now you're 
and older and you might have kids and you slow down if those friends that you don't necessarily look down on them, but they're still partying, but you want to get away from that atmosphere. Like they mentioned the example they used is if you were a smoker and you're trying to quit smoking, well, sometimes it's time to stop hanging around with your smoker buddies. So you're not sucked into oh, 100%. it. So, so your, your circle is going to change and the support people are going to change and you're, you're going to change and, and evolve and just have that comfort in yourself that change isn't always bad. No, not at all. I think that um, change is good, absolutely. And we have to embrace it and allow ourselves to, you know, change or face changes because it's scary. It's it's scary. It's easier said than done. Because think about this, you know, I, I hate to bring out like the pandemic, like that definitely brought about a lot of changes. People were so uncomfortable. They're like, I haven't ever seen anything like this in my lifetime before where, you know, you read about it in textbooks, but there were changes and people adapted. So I think with changes, people adapt too. And I think like I said before about the vibration, like as you change, it's not like, hey, I'm going to go to this coffee shop one day and oh my God, I plan on meeting like this new friend that I'm going to make. No, I feel like people come to you in your life as you continue to evolve and they're guide, you guys are guided towards each other because we're all a mirror of each other in some way, right? So people that have shown up in your life maybe in, I don't know, the last year, are a reflection of kind of who you are today. Whereas 10 years ago, the people that were showing up in your life or your friends were a reflection of who you were then. That's what they say. You're you're the average of your five closest friends. Yes. Like if you're the, if you hang out with five successful people, you'll be the sixth one. If you hang out with five negative people, you'll be the sixth one. That's just how it goes. And even if it's a subconscious thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned the, the, the pandemic and how obviously, and it's, it runs into every, every story, whether it's the news, whether it's a podcast, somehow it it gets mentioned. We can't avoid it. We've been living in it. And my grandfather was born in 1893. Uh, He passed away when my father was 16. And so he dealt with that Spanish flu back in 1918. And I asked my father, I said, Hey, did your father ever say anything about it? He said, no, he actually never mentioned it. And he would have been in his twenties at the time of that, but it was just never mentioned. I mean, guess by, by the time he had kids and he was older, when he started having kids, he was already 20 years removed from it. It just never came up where, and we're living this. And now with social media, there's going to be that instant record of this, that everyone's going to and see it. My, my grandkids will be studying it in school where I don't ever remember studying the the Spanish flu or anything like that, but it's something that's come in. And again, it it has affected relationships. It's affected individuals on how they were handling things. And again, to look at yourself and and just say that, you know, I I did the best I can in this situation, whether it was running a business, your relationship with with your significant other, um, just keeping your own sanity and staring at the oh, same yeah. four walls. Um, yeah. You have and to really been... look back at yourself and just realize you gave that effort, that peace of mind of knowing that you couldn't have done much more without wiping yourself clean. Then I mean, be, be content in what you've done. Don't beat yourself up. Yeah, definitely. And, and on that note, also, I'd like to add that I think that being 
present, as cliche as it sounds, is so, so important for peace of mind. Because think about it, when we think about our past, we get sad. When we think about our future, we get anxious. But when we're really living and breathing in the present moment, I feel like we're at peace. If you think about it, like right now I'm talking to you, I'm looking at you, I'm hearing you, I'm seeing your expressions, and I'm just here right now in this present moment. And I feel completely at peace and comfortable. Whereas if I just started to like think about like, oh my God, what's gonna happen like a year from now, where am I gonna be? Or 10 years from now, like I'll probably start, you can hear it in my voice, I'm, I'm already anxious. And if I'm like thinking about my past, like, oh, I miss this person. Do you see like, it's the peace of mind really comes with also just being really, really present and be like, you know what? I'm exactly where I need to be right now. And whatever happens from five minutes from now, I'll take it as it comes. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we, we've talked about and how all our, all our different episodes will overlap and every topic's going to touch on another topic. And, and one of the things is, I mean, we talked about goals and if you go for goals, I, I heard someone else mention that, you often hear the, the pass fail situation where there was one program that was using a pass not yet situation. It wasn't pass fail. It was pass not yet. So if you beat yourself up that, oh my goodness, I failed this class. No, you just haven't passed it yet. Go back mm-hmm. and do it again. I didn't make the cut in, and you're, you're in a, and I use the archery tournaments. They, you, they take the top, 64 to go on to the elimination round and you came in and 65th and you didn't make, no, it's not yet. Next year you have the chance of making the cut. And so it's, don't beat yourself up if you're going after a goal and you fail it. You didn't fail it. You just haven't passed it yet. And that peace of mind of knowing that, you know what, I just haven't gotten to the finish line yet. And same thing like running a 5k, you want to run it in 24 minutes and it took you 26. Well, guess what? Next time you run a 5k, you have that chance of cutting that minute off. Eventually you'll hit your goal. Don't beat yourself up just because you didn't hit it this time. Yes, exactly. And that the same, that same idea and way of thinking goes for, you know, where people are in their life. We tend to look at other people and compare like, oh yeah, he won the he won the race and I came in in this place or this person's already having kids and they're already having a family or they have this. Why don't I have this? Yeah, I'm the same age. And then all this stuff about like comparing like what you were just talking about. And that just blocks our own, like it, it becomes a negative way of thinking. And it's obviously it's easy to do sometimes without thinking about it. it's not like oh I want to compare myself to that person but you can't help it's like a natural thing that happens and then in those moments like what can we do to have that peace of mind is for me like I've talked about in other podcasts is gratitude and that can be challenging like for me like the last couple of days I'm gonna be honest like I haven't been in the best space I've been like really I'm like what am I doing with my life like you know all these questions are coming up and I'm like okay gratitude gratitude I'm like I'm grateful to be breathing and I'll start saying these things out loud and it will even if I'm feeling crappy I'm like okay I feel a little bit better like I have a bed to sleep in I'm breathing today I've been watching these I don't know why I do this to myself but I've been watching these uh true crime shows where it's there's one called I survived where people talk about like surviving death and like really scary situations and I'm like I'm so grateful to be alive right now and safe and in this space right now 
just compared to watching that, I'm like, oh my God, like if we just did little things of being grateful and practicing that, I know it's easier said than done, like I've said before, but really when you put it into perspective, you're like, wow, I have a lot. And I'm not talking about materialistic things, like just, I am enough. I am grateful to just I have eyes to see. We take those little things for granted. You know, I have ears to hear. I have hands to touch. I have a heart to love. Those little things are actually really, really big things. And when we can practice those things, that does give us a peace of mind. It can give you a peace of mind. Yeah, you you mentioned the the gratitude and and the stuff we take for granted. And I had mentioned that a couple podcasts back where, again, going into this pandemic situation, everyone said how last year was a crappy year, no vacations, you couldn't go out, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that. Where I saw it as, you know, this was a great year. I got to have more family dinners. I got to do this. I got to do that with my family. We got to sit home and watch movies. We weren't in the car every day, running to the field, eating cold pizza for dinner all the time. And it's that stuff that you took for granted. You took the family dinners for granted. You took sitting on the couch with the family and playing a board game or something like that for granted. And when you slow down and look at that stuff, and I mean, you mentioned success and, and material things and how you judge success. And if you're an entrepreneur, you know who Gary Vee is. He's one of the biggest podcasts out there and uh, different shows and social media. And he mentions like how happiness is based on you. And if you're happy making 50 grand a year, that's great. Then you're successful. I mean, if you need to make 150 a year to be happy, then that's great. That's you. And don't base it on other, other people. And just like you said, you look around and you look at other friends of yours that might be quote unquote more successful. And, and my wife and I were just having that talk today, how you know, everyone wants a little more and not so much more in the materialistic way, but more in the comfort. And I, mean, I look at I mean, yeah. the house I live in compared to some of my friends' houses where it's like, geez, their house is so much bigger, this and that. I mean, I don't need big material things, but I'd like the comfort of being able to go out and treat myself and not worry about living paycheck to paycheck. So it's not so much the material thing. It's just being just a little more comfortable. And where and I have like my stepmother says, but your home it feels like a home. It's a lived in home. It's it's comforting it's where other people might have the big fancy home and like one of the uh, another podcast i listened to they mentioned a i guess it was a study about the the very successful man that and ran a successful accounting firm or whatever it was and he was in shape and he looked healthy and looked physically good and and had the nice car the nice house the nice office and then you had the other guy who smoked half a pack of cigarettes a day but was with his family for dinner every day, was throwing the ball in the backyard with his family every day. He was doing this thing. What's the more healthier situation? The guy that was so obsessed with being successful and looking good to the other people and making money or the guy who was better off with his family? Which one is a healthier situation? At, at face value, don't judge a book by its cover. That yeah. guy that was in shape, that guy that didn't drink or didn't smoke and had the nice car, you'd look at him and say he has a better life where this other guy, although he might be doing what people would deem unhealthy drinking or smoking or whatever, but he had that core of the family and not saying family values, but where he valued the family and stuff like that. He might've been overall more emotionally 
and mentally healthy than the other guy. Yes. And that's another thing that's the same thing as like, you're talking about the houses, you know, the truth is that we don't really know what goes on behind closed doors. Just like in those two situations that you mentioned, you don't know what's going on. Like at face value, like you said, like, Oh, that person has a bigger house or they have the better car. But what really is going on behind that? Like, are they happy? Are they sad? Is someone being abused? Is someone not like cheating? You don't know what's going on behind that. What's on the cover? Like you said, like you can't touch a book by its cover. Just same thing with like social media. Like we see, I see posts. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're like living their best life. And I'm like, wait a second. I don't know if they're, they, maybe today they're having a good day, but maybe it's, she's not having a good day. Or maybe that person is, not happy as they're posting to be on their social media so it's we put out there what we want to put out there right but if you were to put you know like those some of those reality shows they have like the secret cameras in the room like what would we really see like if we see a big i don't know who you look up to on instagram but like someone you follow on instagram imagine they have a little camera in their house and you see something completely opposite of what you believed you'd be like what because we believe what we see in front of us. We don't really know the truth. Like I know you, but I don't know, um, you know me, but you don't know what goes on like uh, during the day at my house behind closed doors, right? It's the same thing. So yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone has the, again, going with those phrases of skeletons in their closet or baggage or a history or whatever. And I was talking to a friend of mine who's, in a new relationship and this person mentioned that this person that they started dating has some baggage and it's not a matter of whether that person is perfect and you are perfect but if your match is perfect or you're not going to necessarily have that perfect match but are you okay picking up that suitcase and helping them carry it every now and then so they may have a little extra baggage are you is it worth carrying that bag around and that's what you have to make a decision everyone has a story everyone has a past and you use the word regrets i, I can see regrets uh, i've also seen the quote that says don't ever regret something that made you smile because at that moment it's what you wanted or what you needed oh, yeah. to fulfill you mm -hmm. where 10 years later you might look back and say oh geez that was a poor choice well at that moment that was the choice that you needed to be happy yeah to keep your sanity to, to keep your, and keep your chin up, whatever the case may be. And yes, when you are older and wiser, you might look back and say, you know what, that was a dumb move. That wasn't right, whatever, but don't, again, going back to that peace of mind, if you didn't do it in a malicious way, then you, you should be able to look back and say, you know what, I'm, I'm not a bad person. Maybe I made a choice that I would make different now. And there's even stuff with me. I mean, I've mentioned, I mean, pushing my physical health has definitely had the rollover into my emotional and, and mental health. And there's definitely decisions today that even as far or as close as six months ago, I may have made differently. And definitely going back a year from now, uh, there's decisions that I've made that I made then that I would most likely do a little different at this time. And we're again, going back to that evolving and growing and, and don't beat yourself up because you did something in the past that to, on this day you would do differently. Yes. And I, that's so, so, so true. And I think that when you put your, if you're in a moment 
where you are not coming from your ego, you put your pride aside and you're making a decision in that moment that feels genuine and authentic. And then when you look back at it, back at it like years, like 10 years from now, even if you catch yourself and like, oh, like I wish I hadn't spent that much time on it. Like you said, you're like, it was something that you wanted in that moment. And there isn't, you won't have a, you might look up and like, oh, like you might have a moment where you're like, oh, I wish I hadn't spent that much time on it, where your ego's coming in. But really that, you, that was something you truly wanted at one point and you went for it or you put your focus on it, you did whatever. And in that way, like we talked about before, you won't have regrets. Whereas which one would you rather have? Like, oh man, I wish I had done that. Or oh, I did that, <laughs> you know, like which one would you rather have? And uh, I think also for peace of mind, and this is something to practice every day. And it's not like the answer is going to come to you right away. But for me lately, especially, um, I feel... Um, I want to feel more stable or have more consistency, especially in my career. So I'm practicing working on, you know, like what, what is it that I need to work on right now with myself to see the results that I want? And I keep asking myself that. And it's, you have to know that the answer is not going to come like maybe right away, like within that second you ask it. But if you keep asking yourself, asking yourself in the days to come, you're like, okay, I'm getting the answers. I'm getting the answers and just be open to it. I think when we ask ourselves questions, we can also find a peace of mind because we're getting in touch with our learnings and our awareness. Yeah. I kind of have a situation where it's almost the opposite where you mentioned you did something too much and then you, and whether you regret it or you look back and say, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done this or do that. Uh, my two grandmothers, I had a closer relationship with my mother's mother. And she lived about half an hour away, didn't speak a word of English, but I had a better relationship with her because I don't speak Portuguese fluently. My father's not Portuguese, so it was never spoken in the house. And my mother only learned it from being in the house, not educated in it. So she didn't feel that she spoke it well enough to teach it to us. And for the longest time, I still knew the four phrases to survive a weekend at Volvo's at my grandmother's house. I'm hungry. I want some milk. Shut up and don't touch that. And my grandmother knew how to say shut up in English. Um, my father's mother lived in Florida my whole life before the days of social media. So I didn't have a good re relationship with her based on logistics. We just were not together until later in life. And then when she moved up here and she lived in Connecticut, in my state, she lived close and I made it a point to go and visit her. Now, my father's side of the family outside of him and his siblings, the next generation down, it's not a close family. So my, the level of cousins at my, at my generation, we weren't a close family, but I've, out of all those cousins, I'm the one that had the biggest relationship, the closest relationship to my grandmother. And I made it a point to go and visit her when she, while she was living in Connecticut. And then at the end, after she was gone, I'd look back and say, geez, I should have done more. I mean, as it is, I was the grandson that was in her life the most where like you were saying, Oh, maybe I should, shouldn't have done this that much and should have backed off. My situation was, geez, I should have done more. But at the same time, I already did more than the rest of the generation combined. And I mean, it took me a couple of years to say, you know what? I remember going, I mean, she was, I don't want to say losing it at the end, but I got the tour of her apartment every time I saw her. Cause she'd forget that she showed me last month when I was there, but I can sit back and know that the few times in my eyes that I was there for her, I was there a lot. And 
I, I saw the smile on her face when I visited her. So I had yeah. that, rela- I had that relationship. And again, you, you kind of beat yourself up saying in my, in my direction that I should have done more, but I was able to sit back and know, you know what, I, I did enough to, to make her happy. And uh, again, the peace of mind of knowing that I, I did what I could. I think that's exactly what you said though too before, which is you beat yourself up. Like we beat ourselves up, even though like uh, you're like, oh, I didn't do enough or maybe I did too much. I guess either way we're gonna, we can be our own worst critic and our own worst judge. So we think that what we do is never good enough or too much is either too much or it's not good enough. There's no, you know what? I did what I could and I did it from my heart and I did it for my spirit and came from a place of love. And I think that's enough. Like that's where the peace of mind comes in. It's the intention behind it. I think that's where you can, you know, when we're not judging ourselves, when we really go into that space of, okay, what was my intention behind spending time with my grandma? What was my intention behind, you know, investing in that person? What was my intention behind, uh, this career path I think when you go by that like what is my intention that's when you will be like okay I get it what what even in that moment before you can say oh I had a peace of mind when you're doing anything what is my intention behind this and when we look at people you know whether it's like we feel used okay what what's their intention that they're coming from okay they're giving me attention but what's their intention intention in any situation and I'm talking about every day just ask yourself when you're when you're working out what is my intention today why am I working out? what's my intention behind it is it because I just want to look good for other people which is fine if that's what you want or is it something for you because as you ask yourself that question you're getting more in touch with yourself and getting more centered and in a space of where we're like oh my god I didn't do this or I didn't do that but if I were to ask you right now like with your grandma what was your intention behind that what would be your answer for that it's just families and important to me and friends family are are a, a big part of my emotional health and just the fact that she lived in Florida my entire life for the most part like I said up until the the, the tail end of her life when she was here, it was, it was time to catch up. And it wasn't a case of, and I'm just going to use that common phrase of like the deadbeat dad that all of a sudden comes around 20 years later and tries to jump into the family. It wasn't that type of situation. It was the situation of, we didn't have a relationship because I lived in Connecticut and she lived in Florida my entire life until eventually as she got older, my father and my uncle decided let's move her to Connecticut so she can be closer to her kids and they can and interact with her and, and be with their mother for and the, the back end of her life. And it was just, she's here. Here's my chance to have that relationship with her. I mean, as much as it was, I mean, she was, I mean, the cranky old lady and even my father <laughs> and my well, uncle will say that. I mean, there was time where we were unpacking stuff and she was cranky. My father said, listen, you don't need to take that from her. I said, no, you know what? She's not going to be here much longer. I can just bite my tongue. <laughs> going back to the communication thing, certain situations, yeah. better to bite your tongue and, and just deal with the the verbal beatings she would give me. But I mean, it's, it's those memories you're going to have. I mean, the just 
those things. I mean, she, she loved elephants and every Christmas, someone would get her an elephant, something, whether it was a lamp, whether it was a knickknack, whether it was a plate with an elephant on it. And like five years later, she re-gifted that elephant lamp back to my father and my stepmother. And you just kind of laugh <laughs> at it because she doesn't remember where it came from. It just came back. And those are the stories and the memories that you're going to have of it. Absolutely. I mean, I love, I think about that a lot, like with my family too, like just going for a drive somewhere, like going to the grocery store. I'm like, these are moments that I know that are going to be very precious, even though they seem like what we're just going to the grocery store now. It's like, that's 10 minutes that I won't ever get back. Like, or, uh, you know, in this moment, those are 10 minutes that are precious just to ride to the grocery store. Whereas if I don't go and I'm like, am I going to regret that later? So just really appreciating every single moment. Like it just, like I talked about intention before, it's really about that. And like thinking deeply, you know, when you start to think about it in a deeper way, you, you get a new perspective on it. Yeah. That's like we, when we talked on that first Instagram live, the first time we, we met, virtually face-to-face and you asked, I mean, if I had a chance to, to talk to someone, who would it be? And I mentioned my two grandfathers, Uh, my Portuguese grandfather. Again, I had a relationship with, he actually did speak English. um, So where my grandmother didn't, I was able to have conversations with my grandfather. Um, But again, he passed away when I was 19. So as an adult, I didn't have a relationship with him where my father's father, again, my father was only 16 when his father passed away. But you mentioned those events, those events and those memories. And my father talks about going to Yankee Stadium with my grandfather. So he's yeah. talking about when he was at this point, my son's age, when he was 13, 14, 15 years old. And it's like, no kid's going to remember that toy you bought him at 12 years old. But my son's going to remember that first backpacking trip overnight on the Appalachian Trail we did when he was seven. He's going to remember. Yes, and the experience. I remember, I remember doing that hike and, uh, and some other hikes and earlier in the year that was done on a Columbus day weekend, but we go out in the summer. And and for those of you that don't know the Appalachian trail, it's a continuous hiking trail that runs from Georgia to Maine, a little over 2000 miles. And people will do do what's called through hiking it. They'll literally start in Georgia and hike the full 2,100 miles plus an additional 400 miles or so going in and out of town to resupply. And around that June or July, they hit Connecticut. So if you go on a, a, even a day hike, you're going to run into someone that's already clocked in 1,500 miles of hiking. And a couple people, we'd pass them and they'd see me with my kids. And my kids were young and they're like, oh, that's great to have it out. These are memories you're going to have forever. And it's just, they're memories I'm going to have doing this with my kids. They're going to be memories that my kids have doing it with me. Just like I remember going on the Appalachian Trail with my father, and before my parents got divorced, so I was only eight or nine years old at the time. And I remember going there where he had an army issued canvas pup tent with no floor and we're sleeping out in the woods. But I remember these things and those memories you have with people and are extremely important. So important. And on that note, before we close off, what are you know, a couple pieces of advice that you would give to someone in order for them to have peace of mind to accomplish that? Just being content and knowing that you did what you can do. Uh, On on your own thing, uh, if it's an individual thing, like taking a class or an individual 
sporting event or goal that you're hitting, whether you hit that goal or not. And again, remember, it's not pass or fail. It's pass or not yet. You still have time to, to hit that success mark that you're looking for and knowing that you put that effort in. And then if it has to do with someone else, whether it's a relationship, a friendship, a marriage, and a, a business relationship, if you know you put in the effort and you did everything with a genuine effort, and I don't want to use the word fault because it's not always a fault. Sometimes it's just a compatibility issue. Again, we grow, we evolve. And if I evolve this way and you evolve that way, then at some point the compatibility is not there. Just be content knowing that you did what you could. And unfortunately it goes that way and don't beat yourself up. Yes. Yes. That's brilliant. And mine would be be present in the moment and just ask yourself what your intention is. Just focus on your intentions too. And that will give you some clarity. Hey guys, thanks for listening this week. And remember we have our podcasts released I usually put them out on Sunday night, so they're available for you Monday morning. And then I have that short back and forth where I'll review the previous one and give you a preview of the upcoming one. And that is usually posted on Friday. And we thank everyone for your support and enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks, guys. Have a beautiful week. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and any chance I get to show some music that I've gotten to play, this is my old band Talisman, and this just happens to be Peace of Mind. today for the power shift mindset podcast we hope you enjoyed the show be sure to like and subscribe on itunes spotify and soundcloud find us on facebook and instagram at the power shift mindset and also visit the thanks again for listening to the power shift mindset